Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. Right wing Dylan Brooks gets free for a three. Ring it up. Put three on the board. Out of the timeout, the Grizzlies regain the lead. Brooks, hesitation move right wing, goes around his back by Conley. To the rim, he lays it up and in, and gets fouled. Brooks on the right wing, Grizzlies lead by seven. Brooks drives, bank shot. No, it's a floater that's good from 12. I thought he was going to bank right side. Grizzlies back up nine. Anderson is inbounding the ball. Anderson gets it in. Brooks turns the corner to the rim, lays it up and in. 4.3 seconds remaining. Jazz thought the Grizzlies would run into the backcourt, and Brooks with 31 in his playoff debut. And the Utah Jazz lose to the Grizzlies 112-109. Brooks had 31 for Memphis. Bogey had 29 for the Jazz. But the number, Rudy Gobert had 6 PK. He gets in foul trouble. Every time he sits down, it seemed like Memphis got a lot more aggressive. And the Jazz really struggled to defend him in the middle of the game. Uh, yeah, and they shot 25% from the three. And Rudy Gobert was 0 for 0, the number that's always there. Keep firing them, firing away bricks. They're not going in. Try something different. 26% shooting from three. No Donovan Mitchell. Rudy Gobert fouls out. 25 and a half. Don't be bumping it up. Don't be bumping it up half a point. And the Jazz still only lost by three, and Dylan Brooks went off. Which is why I don't have any real level of despair this morning. I mean, they won. Give, give them credit. You know, they the way I look at it, that they, they were to a degree tested. I mean, I know this play-in stuff was the greatest thing ever. I mean, it, whatever was the greatest, this play-in superseded it. But Memphis got to play the Spurs in a nice warm-up. The Warriors had to play the Lakers and literally go right down to the end. It just doesn't seem like the ninth place team should have an easier road and build confidence that way. Uh, okay, but the other one seed and both two seeds, they won. Okay. So it's not just that. No, it's not. It's not just anything. But Everything together. <laughs> they have their... They have a little bit of mojo by beating the Warriors. Big old massive poop sandwich. So adds up to a three-point loss. Jordan Clarkson, who had 94 straight games with the made three, went 0 for 8. That's the regular season. It is regular season. The playoff stats will be separate. Yes, they are separate, but still. Yeah, I mean, I just one or two threes would have helped. The bench was one. Sucking that bad. Maybe think of something else to do. And I was surprised when Bogdanovich kept waiting for him in the first half to do what you've done the last several weeks. And he didn't do it till the fourth quarter. Take it down low. Yeah. And and he was brilliant in the second half. Yeah. Had a good third. An awesome fourth. Yeah. Brilliant in the second half. Yeah. And so I would have thought that he, he didn't seem like he was in his what he had been doing. Well, I Mitchell think he tried out. to go inside early, had some early turnovers, and then it just seemed like it stopped. He ended up four for five on two-pointers. And I didn't think Joe got enough shots. But Favors, man, played out of his mind. All these things are correctable. I look at the plus-minus, and the one that jumps out at me is Trent Forrest, minus one in zero minutes. (laughs) Right? (laughs) 
Giving away a technical foul in one point in the second quarter. <laughs> Hard to do, but he did it anyway. Kind of sit down and keep your mouth shut, son. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell not on the Jazz's injury report on Friday or Saturday. And then Sunday, Sunday morning. Sunday he's out. <laughs> they put out two yeah. or three of them. Game two is Wednesday night. We got more of your reaction to that loss. What went wrong? Steve Plugman, our basketball insider at 9 o'clock. DJ and PK, stay with us. Get to that coming up. Hashtag NBA. Seven seconds to go. Chris Middleton working, driving. Middleton lifting, shooting, shot, good! Five-tenths of a second to play. 109-107 bucks. Doncic crosses over, pulls up over Jackson for three. He scores. Doncic with 30. Dame will bring it up. The Blazers in front by seven. Compazzo defending Dame tightly as he gets it across midcourt. Spins around him, crosses over, bounce pass to Nerf. Hands it back to Dame around the screen. Three-pointer on the way. It's good. Irving right wing three. Good for Kyrie. Catch and dream. Trey with five. Trey dribbling, driving, floater. It's the rubber ribbon in. Trey Young scores with nine tenths of a second left. Trey just said shush to the crowd in New York. I was going up, and I just remember I felt, uh, I heard like um, some cracks or whatever. So, you think you'll be good going, going, going to game two? Absolutely. That's Chris Paul hurt in the first half of the Suns' win over the Lakers. LeBron hurt in the second half by Chris Paul. PK injuries shaping a lot of games. Obviously the Jazz game, but that Suns-Lakers game, that was as much a medical report as a basketball game. AD, horrible stat line. And the Lakers lose. Never really had a chance to win that thing down yeah, the stretch. Yeah, I think the injuries played a factor in it at all. You don't think LeBron not scoring a point in the last nine minutes? That was LeBron time. But he was clearly hurt. I didn't. He was in there. He was in there before, and they were struggling too. Before he was hurt, they were in trouble. I thought DeAndre Ayton was the key, and Booker's really good. Booker went for thirty-four, and Ayton had like eight offensive boards. He's just—he's a great player. He hasn't had any any stage because this is his first playoff game. But he's really good. But I thought Ayton was the difference. I mean, when he comes to play, it's a cliche. But for him, who can be lethargic and just sort of out there and not doing a whole lot. When he has the mindset, he's a pretty good player. And he I thought he was the big difference because I'm I'm sort of basically counting on Booker to do what he does because he's done it and I think he's legit. But Aiton can be wild. He's not like Ostertag. Go ahead. 21 points, 10 of 11 shooting yeah. is what PK is referring to. And eight of his 16 rebounds are offensive. Yeah. I mean, he's not like Ostertag yeah. who would give you once every month and didn't he didn't have that ability. Aiton has the ability. Uh, but he has a little Oster tag in him. So he's a rich man's Oster tag? Rich, rich, rich. <laughs> His ceiling is much higher. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's the number one pick. So uh, he has to find a way to channel some energy and play like that as much as he can because that makes the Suns a pretty doggone good team. Trailblazers beat the Nuggets 123-109. Damian Lillard, 34 points, 13 assists. Blazers taking down Denver in game one. Is this going to be uh, Blazers in six? Well, to me, this is a what go around, come around. Because last year they took advantage of Bogdanovich being out, and now it's the same thing. They don't have Jamal Murray. 
So it's a, a year later, they're in the exact position that the Jazz were in. So, yes, I would think Portland would win that. Luka Doncic triple-double to the surprise of no one. 31 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. Dallas beats the Clippers 113-103. They win by 10. It looks pretty comfortable, but they had to dominate the final few minutes of that game. They finished on an 18-5 run there to pull away and win. They're actually down three late in the game. And then they have winning by 10. No, it's a 4-5 series, so it should be close, right? It's 4-5. It? it was close last year when they played, and the Clippers won it in six, so... Good start for Dallas there to win game one in L.A. Over in the East, you heard Trey Young's game winner with nine-tenths of a second left. And you also heard the Bucks pulling it out right at the end in OT. Chris Middleton with the game winner there, 109-107. Two good games in the East. Brooklyn also beat Boston. Pulled away late. Tonight, it's Miami and Milwaukee, game two at 5.30. Portland-Denver, game two at 8 o'clock. Both those games on TNT. And Woj reporting the NBA is eager to start the conversations with its teams and players association about adding a midseason tournament to the league's calendar. Adam Silver, a proponent of the idea, it's never reached a vote of the NBA's Board of Governors, despite previous discussions and some informal negotiations with the Players Union. Teams will have to give up some home games, probably. Will the players treat it seriously? My guess is they wouldn't, but we'll see how that plays out. Adam Silver sounds like he's going to keep pushing for it. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs quarterback, is going to take part when the team begins their offseason workouts this week. He was expected to be cleared to return to action after undergoing turf toe surgery this offseason. Told reporters in April he was ahead of schedule. Originally, he wasn't supposed to be available until mid-June. And now here it is, late May, and he's ready to go. All right. Good news there. NFL offensive lineman and assistant coach Eugene Chung, who is Korean, says he was told he was not the right minority while interviewing for an NFL coaching job this offseason. It was said to me, well, you're not really not a minority. Chung said during a webinar last Thursday, I was like, wait a minute, last time I checked, when I looked in the mirror and brushed my teeth, I was a minority. How about he splashed water on his face? Or how about he just posed? Brush his teeth. I find that uh, sort of ironic. Or different, anyway. But uh, yeah, That I was mean, a little I, detail I, thrown into the story. I would like him to name names, though. Yeah. You're put, Which, put something out there. Which club did it? Let's go. Who did it? Was it a GM? Who? DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. And a high drive, deep right center. Back goes Jones to the wall and gone. What did I just tell you? Royals win it. Had the feeling for the last hour. Pitch from DeSclafani. And Lux hits a high fly ball to center field. Way back and gone. A grand slam for Lux. Duggar kicks and deals, and this one's hit really well out to center field. Lewis going back, looking up, going to go! Grand slam, Fernando Tatis Jr. Fernando Tatis Jr. goes deep twice, a solo shot to open the scoring, then the grand slam, 4-1 game, that blew it wide open. Padres go on to beat the Mariners and sweep not just the series, but a nine-game homestand. Best record in baseball. Dodgers keep pace. 
A seven-run third inning. They were up 10-0 on the Giants after three, led 11-0 before winning 11-5. Yeah, they swept the series. So you ready for uh, the race we've all anticipated? They got the best records. There's a little lull there. Ours is baseball. We're going to have lulls. There'll be more. You were making a big deal about the Yankees in May. Aaron Judge, a walk-off walk. Yankees win again. The long season. Salt Lake B's notched their first shutout victory this season. I don't see many of those, but got one. Had a no-hitter into the eighth inning. Seven and two-thirds. Five-zip the win as the B's win in Las Vegas. Game five in the series tonight at 8 o'clock. You can listen to it right here on the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. Overall, I thought the mentality was amazing. The grit, the fight. I think more than anything, any team would like to go on the road and they want to not lose the game and make sure that they collect the point and continue to accumulate. And I thought the mentality of the guys were actually, let's win the game. And that's the mentality we want. We're happy with the 2-2 and, and collecting a point. But overall, I think our guys know that we can continue to grow. Like We got a result and still didn't play our best soccer. And when you have that mentality, I think then there's nothing but progress in the future. Uh-huh. RSL picking up a point in Dallas. Used to lose all the time. Now they've mm. tied down there three times in a row. It'd be nice if they could win down there once. Demir, they, that's what they've done. They've won there once. Ever. Grand total of one, one time. One victory. Demir Krylock with the late goal to uh, tie that up 2-2 in the 86th minute. Minnesota United coming in 7.30 on Saturday night after losing four in a row. They have won a couple, and RSL beat them in the season opener, so... A rematch there. David Ochoa, the young goalkeeper, coming up with a lot of big saves. He was he was really good in that one. Kept him in it. They could have been in trouble in the first half without him. And PK, the bottom line on that Houston sale, the $400 million we were talking about, yeah. apparently the new ownership took on a lot of debt right off tax purposes. So a lot of that $400 million is debt. Some of it is obviously cash to purchase the team. But that's why that number ballooned right there. Oh. DJ and PK. It's my pleasure to present the Wanamaker Trophy to the player that beat the strongest field in golf and made history here this week, the 2021 PGA Champion, Phil Mickelson. This is just an incredible feeling because I I just believed that it was possible, but yet everything was saying it wasn't. And I I hope that... um, Others find that inspiration. It might take a little extra work, a little bit harder effort to maintain uh, physically or maintain the, the skills. But gosh, is it worth it uh, in the end? And I, I'm uh, so appreciative to be holding this Wanamaker trophy. Phil Mickelson, after becomes the oldest goal- golfer to win a major championship. A little bit of a roller coaster ride there, uh, PK, as he had a big lead in the third round. One shot going to the fourth, gave it away early, took it right back. Stretched it back out to four shots, but ultimately he had that cushion coming home. How'd you like that scene on 18? I liked it on one, two, three, four, all the way, man. Yeah, 18. Obviously, he's a fan favorite, uh, and players stick around. And is that what you're talking about? The I was talking are... about the fans swarming him on the 18th fairway yeah, after his second shot. He's a, the green. He's a yeah. massive fan favorite, having been to see him play many times in Arizona, which is home to him to an extent. Where he played his college ball, obviously, on college golf, I should say. And so, yeah, he's a huge fan favorite with the thumbs up. I tweeted a thumbs up. <laughs> That's what he just knows how to interact with people and 
and signs tons of autographs and all that stuff. So people love him. It was history. Who doesn't want to see history? Uh, you know, if you look at pictures, he's in way better shape than he was 15 years ago. Uh, he was porky and, and talked about fasting and the stuff that he's doing. And, and uh, I listened to him. And he was talking about how as he got older, it was harder to concentrate for 18. So to o- try to overcome that, he was going out and playing uh, 36 or 45. So when it came time to play 18. Didn't seem like anything. Yeah. It's like, you know, the guy who puts a, a big donut on his bat to, to take in a, on deck circle so that it makes it seem lighter. So, And I think concentration is a big deal. That's why I've always admired the great ones with their ability to concentrate in the moment. Whether it's golf or any sport, really, to be able to shut out everything and find ways to really hone in on what you're doing. And obviously, Tiger was a master at it, and all the great ones are masters at it for sure. But to see that, uh, see him compete at that level, well, was, was just awesome, man. And he's already had an awesome career, so it's not like he needs it, but he wanted it. And this, this, just it was, a, it was an incredible moment that I didn't think would happen, but yet it did. And that's the beauty of sports. When did you think he was going to win this week? Oh, I'd say when he started uh, the turn and he what he had a four-shot lead at that yeah. point. And so you got the back nine because you're just doing a process of elimination. You How got many these holes many holes. Right? Yeah. Uh, you got to make up this. that many strokes. Yeah, so you combine the two and then... You know, you don't you don't have to necessarily take as many chances that if you were down one or two, you could be more conservative. And so, yeah, so it became that situation, and then it became obvious, and then yeah. he's going to really have to just U.S. open it off the hospitality <laughs> tent That's or right. something uh, to, to blow this, and he wasn't going to do it. Well, that sand shot, though, was Yeah, and that phenomenal. was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, it's, it's, uh, he, it was... It was Watching it from behind, I thought, okay, he can get this thing close. I mean, it didn't because it wasn't a huge lip and that he had enough green to work with. So it didn't surprise me that he got it close. These guys are professionals. But going in, it was just that, you know, that, that's that's big for sure in a two-shot uh, lead. It's just two-shot victory. Tony Fino, another top ten in a major, tied for eighth at one under. What is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. More on Phil's place in history. A sixth major championship. He's tied with Lee Trevino now. Tied with Nick Faldo. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, at 9 o'clock to talk jazz playoffs. Bob Casper, Real Golf Radio. Talk about Phil's big win at 8.30. And the Jazz with the bitter playoff loss. Your reaction coming up next. Stay with us. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. I need your help. I love hamburgers, but I'm a little bit bored. Let's build a hamburger. What should we put on a hamburger that would make it exceptional? I mean, it is. Where is this coming from? Just nowhere? Is this connected to something? I was in the mood for a hamburger last night. So I was thinking about this. But I need our listeners' help. Can we do this in July? No. We're doing it now. There's nothing going on. If you've got suggestions for it, help Gordon where I cannot on Twitter, at Gordon Monson. I'm just looking for different ideas. Oh, boy, are you guys boring. At 975 Hans. Yeah. Where's Hans when I need him? I'm hungry. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires. The team you trust. On 975 
1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hot takes or toes brought to you by Jerry Signer Cadillac. Check out the bold new lineup of Jerry Signer Cadillac. It's definitely not your grandpa's Cadillac. Game one, a bitter loss. Your reaction. You're hitting us up on Facebook at DJ and PK. Twitter, David DJ James. Grab your phone. Use the app. Use the open mic feature. Send Yach your audio. He'll play it here this morning. What went wrong? Jonathan said they deserved to lose and somehow still almost won. I'll also point out four favorite teams in the West lost uh, game one and three of the four higher seeds. The West is brutal. Just need to up our game, as apparently does everyone else. Looking at you, Lakers and Clippers and Nuggets. They deserve to lose and still almost won, PK. Gobert fouls out, no Donovan, and you can't hit a three for big stretches of the game. End up at 25.5%. I will not round it up to 26 and irritate you again. Well, it's not 26 25 and a half. Mathematicians will allow you to round it up. You're not one of those. Either way, it's a really low number. They sucked from the three. You can call it whatever you want. I I don't understand when they're not going why you continue to do it. It just seems like it's going to be a turnover. Unless you have a wide, wide, wide open shot. Try something different. But that's not been their strategy, and that's just me, and who am I, and what do I know? But it seems like... If you're hot, go ahead and take them. But if you're not feeling it, and you know if you're feeling it or not, we've seen it and we can see it as they play, all those types of things. But I don't think they were going to sweep anyway, particularly without Mitchell. Very active on the sidelines for somebody with a bum ankle, that's for sure. Also very um, active on social media as well. Yeah, well, that, that's his thing. Uh, so hopefully he gained play in the second game because he's an integral part. And you're missing your best offensive player. That's a blow. That's a tough blow to overcome because now, you know, you're facing teams that are obviously much better than some of the run of mill, the run of the mill teams you face, and, and the incentive there is great. And for them, they know, you know, this home court, if that's such a big deal, they've got to get one and now they've got one. Now they have home court. You just spent seventy two games and you gave it away in one game. Uh, but I suspect that if the Jazz can't win a game in Memphis, they probably weren't going to win the NBA title anyway. So what does it matter? Uh, I'd still like their chances to win the series, and that's all that matters. And if they fall behind 2-0, then it becomes a whole other ball game. It's not a complete must-win, but it's probably as close as you can get without it being literally a must-win. Yes, and there are plenty of people pointing that out. Colton says it's pretty disappointing, but there's six more games. Well... There's free three for sure, but we get your point. Uh, Barry, as I said at the beginning of the year when they lost like four in a row, they're always hyped, and then they disappoint. Of course, after the four and four start, they won 20 out of 21, so didn't really disappoint. Rick says not enough threes, and get Donovan back. All caps, because if you yell, he'll be back faster. I don't know when he's coming back, but clearly they need them. They need him. Everybody needs to play their part, and that could be most definitely a shot in the arm uh, when he comes back. I think it's a when, not an if. But the medical people, I mean, that's what you're paying him for, and they decided he couldn't play, and and that happens. You know, uh, maybe not let somebody like Dylan Brooks 
go, go for 31. Yeah. And and Morant, they have a huge advantage without Mitchell at the guard line. I mean, he's way better than anybody the Jazz have there. But I, I expect him to do what he does. I didn't expect Brooks to go for 31. And so you can argue, well, Brooks had a, literally had a career game, and they won by three. So that bodes well. Gobert isn't going to foul out of every game? No, I wouldn't think so. The thing that would worry you most is the Jazz continuing to shoot the three poorly. And that's always a concern. But, you know, we talked about how it's probably going to happen at some point. So maybe you can argue, you know, they got it out of the way. The law of numbers would dictate that uh, they would shoot the ball better at home next week or next game, I should say. And then the next week, too, when you come back. And I mean, they have so much evidence of being good shooters and have done so well in that way. But there's going to be times in which the shot does not fall. We understand that. And so you look at this situation here and you have to feel, at least for me, a level of confidence that whatever ailed them, for whatever reasons the shot's not falling, that they could overcome that to a degree. And I think they will. Troy remains confident. He reminds us he said from day one, Jazz in six. Yeah, and I thought Memphis was a tougher team than the Warriors. So I was more concerned about the Grizzlies than I was the Warriors. Because the Grizzlies have an inside presence? They got a big guy? They're just a better team, I, th- I thought. You know, the, the Warriors learned too more, much on Steph. More of a one-trick pony. And yeah, that, then that's, that trick was awfully good, obviously. <laughs> and I would have liked to have seen them play the Warriors because I enjoy very much watching Curry play the game. Uh, but I thought that they, have a, they had a better team. And so far, obviously, in the postseason, well, it's one game, but I count those other two games as postseason, they've shown it. Because I think Morant is just an electrifying player who really much is on the come. Uh, and Valanciunas is just so huge, man. He is a massive human being. <laughs> and so, and he gets the ball down low, it's going to be tough for Gobert to block or intimidate his shot because he's so big that he can use his body and get some buckets in there. And we saw that, particularly early in the game, we saw that. So I think they're a better team, but I still think the Jazz are better, and they're going to have an opportunity to show that. And so I'm not dismayed that they're down 0-1. Still have plenty of opportunity, and I think the series and the talent favors them if Mitchell comes back and can do what we expect him to do. And I certainly don't expect Brooks to go for 31. Morant's 26. He can okay. do that. Okay, I can, I can, I can see that. Uh, and really, and Kyle Anderson, he's okay. He's been in the league a good long while, so he can do what he can do. But as I look at it, I look at the way the Memphis Grizzlies play and think, okay, how much better can they play? Maybe I'm looking at it through a little bit of Homer glasses. But I don't think that they can play that much better. And I look at the Jazz, how much better can they play? And in my mind, they can play substantially better. Danny, it says, I'm sure this is an extremely unpopular opinion amongst the fan base, but tonight was proof the Jazz don't need Mitchell to win in this series. All they needed was a few Clarkson threes, take a little better care of the ball, no need to rush Mitchell if he isn't 100%. I'm sure the Jazz are fired up and can take these guys. They showed lots of heart in the final minutes, especially Bogey. Plus, the numbers will show the Jazz 
will show that the Jazz played better defense without Mitchell, so it's not the end of the world when he's not playing. And Jay says, Tanian, you're right. That's a very unpopular opinion. Well, he's a great player, so you want him back. I, I really don't want to argue whether they're better or this or that. Now, he's a great player, and obviously you want him back. And he's a great, not just a great player, but I think in a lot of ways he's the heart and soul of the team. And so he has a, a component that he can add. He was trying to add it on the bench. You could see him uh, up pacing the sidelines almost as much as Quinn Snyder was. Talking in timeouts, yeah. Yeah. talking to guys coming off the floor. Right. So I think he's their spiritual leader in that regard. And so just seeing him in uniform, I think, and just out there, and if he gets introduced by Dan Roberts there next uh, or this Wednesday, the place is going to go nuts and everyone's going to feel better. And so he adds a lot, even if he doesn't add anything. And they could really use another 10 minutes of Rudy Gobert. He went to the bench in foul trouble, and man, and I thought Favors did a lot of good things out there. Favors was awesome. Yeah, I know. I know, but he doesn't have the aura and the intimidation factor. And he was still competing. I thought some of the rebounds he gets, you can't tell just by looking at a box score if a rebound just falls to a guy who's just standing there by himself, or if he's really got to compete with one or two opponents and battle to get the board. And I thought Favors did a lot of that. So there were, there were a lot of good things in his 23 minutes. But I just think that Grizzlies' attitude changes when Gobert's off the floor. They get more aggressive. Their guys are harder to defend because they're not settling for mid-range or three-pointers. Yeah, statistically, I look at 23 points and uh, 26 rebounds. Eight of which are offensive. Uh, uh, eight defensive, three offensive. I'm talking about combined out of the center position. Oh, okay, combined, yes. Eight combined. Uh, and they battled. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't, obviously I won't go bear in there as much as he could possibly play, and they don't want him to foul out. I mean, that's a no-brainer, and I don't expect him to foul out. So that's another plus. If you're looking for signs of – what is in the Jazz' favor? That's one of them. Only playing 25 minutes. Uh, you know, that's probably about 10 minutes shorter than yep. we would expect. So having him out there for more, yeah, I expect that. Uh, so that's why I think there's so many signs that point favorably for Game 2. And, you know, worry about Game 3 and so forth when it comes there. But I think for Game 2, there's positive signs. And you're going to have to win on the road in the playoffs. And it's just... It's, you're just the way it is, and if you're not good enough to win a game in Memphis, then what's then the what difference? were we all fired up yeah. about? They're the yeah. eighth seed. I don't care if they're the second seed. If you're not good enough to win a game wherever, uh, the seeds really are irrelevant to me right now. I mean, just, that that's just a number that's beside your name. Uh, it doesn't determine whether you win or lose. Uh, but if you can't win on the road, you're not going to win a title. Jeff, the Jazz didn't get 50-50 balls, poor shooting, lots of odd calls. Memphis should enjoy it. They may not win again in this series. Maybe they don't. We've four, seen that sometimes. Four straight would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about lots of odd calls when you shoot 12 more free throws than they do. Shh. Don't so. ruin the narrative. <laughs> I mean, I realize it's 
the way we do things. When you lose, you go right to the refereeing. Uh, I mean, you outscored them by, what, 13 points at the free throw line? <laughs> uh, 14 when it was all said and uh, done. 14? Yeah, 29 to 15. The Jazz okay. were 29 to 33. They shot them. Not only did they get a lot, they shot them really well. Yeah, Bogdanovich Ru- and Conley. Yeah, Rudy was 3 of 6, That and Favors missed one. He was yeah. 4 of 5. Everybody else made them all. You'll take that every time. Oh, yeah. 88% at the line as a team. You will sign off on that. Plus every the advantage of single. plus 14. Yeah, right. And then whatever, what was the plus 12, and they have free throws attempted. Mm-hmm. Uh, 33 so to 21. If you want to go there, go ahead, because that's what losers do. They, they quickly go to the referee. Ref, you suck. They're chanting that. That's embarrassing. Crowd, you suck. <laughs> I think that's just ridiculous. The defense in the middle quarters really sucked. 32 and 34 points in the second and third quarter. Just huge numbers. It's hard to believe how control in control the Jazz were early in the game. And then in the second quarter, it all went wrong. The offense just ground Yeah, see, that's halt. why I point to the offense. And that's, yep. that surprised me that Bogdanovich wasn't trying to get on the low block, get some fouls, get to the free throw line. Uh, that... I kept waiting for that, and I wasn't seeing it. And it was surprising to me because we've seen it so much and so well these last several weeks when Mitchell has been out, and he has been so effective in that way. And that, to me, I'm mystified as to why. And I'm not a big basketball savant here. I've never played the game. So I don't understand why he wasn't doing things that we had seen him do so well for a good stretch of time now. Now, he did it in the second half. Big time he did it. I mean, you look at his, his overall numbers, they're incredible. Well, he, go. Said, he said in the post game, and we played it about an hour ago, he said, I needed to be more aggressive for my team. And it just smacked of something that either a teammate or one of the coaches said to him, at some point in the game, at halftime or whatever. Well, clearly I, at halftime, yeah. I thought he was trying to be aggressive early, but he had three turnovers really quickly. Stepped out of bounds once, had the ball poked away in the paint once, and it seemed like he got passive after well, that. I mean, and why don't. they didn't? I know, and why they didn't turn it around. I think to your reason of why it had, you're not why it happened, and you're not a basketball savant. I I just think it was mental. You know, he struggled early, felt like he had some failure, and he got passive for a while. Well, you're that fragile, and then. They got on him to get aggressive. And, well, and get on him earlier. I know. I, I hear you. Because he, he got it going in the third, and then in the fourth quarter, he was lights out. Lights out in the fourth quarter. Because without too Mitchell, too late. he's going to be most likely, not every single game, but most likely your most effective offensive weapon. Yeah, at some point a Clarkson or an Ingles might go off, but you're right. Bogey most of the time would be the guy. And I don't think Joe was nearly as effective as I wanted him to be. Late in the game, he had zero assists. Zero. He got too late. I would have liked to seen him have more opportunity. Now, I don't know if that's they defended him. I don't know if that he was passive. I'm not saying any of that. I don't have the answer. I'm not the coach. But I would like to see him be more aggressive because he's a very good player and his numbers in shooting wise four of eight pretty good three of seven you take that most of the time but the two assists and and they they came late you got one to favors on that remember yeah Yeah. that's the one we remember so that's uh that that ought to tell you if he only has two and we can remember one of them 
uh, very clearly that that's not enough because he's so effective in that way. But at the same time, you can make the greatest pass, and if the shot isn't going in, it doesn't matter as far as getting assists. So uh, it's not like it's all on him by any stretch. I'm not saying that at all. All right, DJ and PK, more to come. We got Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, coming up at 9 o'clock. We got more reaction from you. Grab your phone, use the app, use the open mic feature, send your audio to Yach, and he'll play it here in a little while. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, the Zone, and the Zone Sports Network. Inbound to Brooks. Jazz fall to the ground. Brooks lays it up and in. He shouldn't have done that. 4.3 seconds left. That was actually a mistake by Dylan Brooks. He should have kept dribbling around the other side. The Jazz had no one near him, and he could have run off the clock. Instead, the Jazz now have a timeout and can run a play with 4.3 seconds left to force overtime. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Premier Wave. You've heard about acoustic wave therapy for ED and how it's an effective treatment to help nearly all men. Well, there's now a physician-owned clinic here in Salt Lake. Learn how... Premier Wave is unique by visiting premierwave.com for more information to learn about Premier Wave's special offer. Yeah, that particular call, I mean, Locke was right. Brooks shouldn't have laid it up. But can they actually figure out a way to defend the basket in those situations? Like three times we've seen <laughs> that. That's not slick. I think the assumption again. is late in the game that the player's going to veer off and go into the backcourt and run out the clock. So you're on the top side because you figure that's where you want to go. But then there was no help to come foul him right away. This was Minnesota all over again, here. Yeah, well, in the Lakers. Yeah, Lakers uh, game, yeah. A little bit more of uh, when he drove right down the middle there. Correct. Uh, But, yeah, I would rather send him to the line and have to make two than a freaking dunk. And, yeah, Brooks should have dribbled some more and whatnot and used more time. But it's not like the Jazz were mistake-free on that. I'd much rather have him uh, go to the line than just get a dunk right there. I was surprised one of the other other guys who was at the free throw of our guard and their guy didn't peel away and commit the foul, but they'd probably tell you it happened so fast. But you're right. You'd rather have them shooting free throws. They might miss one. Right. Late in the game. That's way more pressured than just a 6-7 guy going up and dunking Dunking. As easy as it gets. Yeah. So... I'd like to see him clean that up a little bit more, but that's just one play in a play of, in a game of many, many plays. Jazz fans remaining optimistic. The Jazz played their worst game and barely lost. Matt says they will turn it around. I think they will. I feel a level of confidence on that. Yeah, a lot of that. things went Memphis's way to win by three. That's true. That's exactly true. Yes, I agree with that a hundred percent. Rudy's not fouling out of every game. He'll never foul out of another game in his life. That's not true. I bet you. <laughs> you counting me forgetting it before it happens again. <laughs> no, you won't forget. Are you kidding me? I'll write it. I'll etch it right in the <laughs> desk here so I never forget. 
He just recalled the word you said more than 15 years ago on the radio. <laughs> yeah, well. Not more than two minutes ago. That's a true story. It came mm-hmm. in. A word I shouldn't have said, by the way. Uh, and it just came in on a uh, on a tweet. And so, I'm not reading it. <laughs> Rudy Rudy will not foul out the rest of this post game, post, uh, postseason, I should say. How about that? We'll go in a short Okay, I'll time. go with you on that. I think you're probably right about that. The gods are are better, but I do think Valenzuela's uh, Shunas presents some problems because of his just massive size. That it's it's more difficult to defend him, and not just size. I mean, you can't just have size; you have to have some skill with the size. And he's got it. He's a load. And then Rudy has to be aware. Make sure you don't pick up any cheap ones. Uh, he's just too valuable, so he'll 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 be fine there. I, 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 right now, I mean, it sounds a little silly to say, but right now I don't necessarily have any particular worries. You're down 0-1. If I'm the Lakers, I have far more worries than the Sun, uh, than uh, the Jazz. Oh yeah, LeBron's LeBron's multiple different injuries and AD underperforming, and they're playing a better opponent. So, yeah, I'll give you a list of things there. But the two aren't mutually exclusive. I mean, they could both get beat. So, you're right. I would be more stressed if I were the Lakers. Yeah. And the way I look at it, right now in the playoffs, the Jazz are the best 0-1 team. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's that's one ray of sunshine too many for me. You can back off on that. I'll give you all the Why? other stuff. I think no, a lot legit. of stuff... It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff went wrong. It was fixable, and they don't have to fix it all. They can literally fix one thing on a whole list of things that went wrong, and have won the game. You're looking for reasons to be optimistic because everybody knows rainy days and Mondays always get us down. So, with that in mind, they're the best 0-1 team out there. They have the best chance to win the series, (laughs) the series that they're in. Despite only having six games and you got to win four of them, I think they're in the best position. That's another positive sign. That's like saying Memphis played their best game and the Jazz didn't. That's just another way of saying it. When I say it, oh my gosh, you can't accept it. Well, screw you. I can't accept it. (laughs) I won't accept it. And I bet you our listeners will accept it. (laughs) Even though they love you and hate me. (laughs) Listeners. Blame PK for some more stuff I said that you don't like. That's my favorite part. Rally of the show. around me right now. The best 0 and 1 team. Positive signs. For the next 20 minutes, I want nothing but positive signs. This is a great thing about doing a show with you. You threw out an excellent topic in the last break. I'm all prepared to tease it. <laughs> you, just, you just grab the reins and steer the horse to the right. Well, We're I have going no over information. Here this. <laughs> you don't stay stagnant. I evolve. <laughs> Yeah, literally in like four and a half minutes. Right. I got new information. <laughs> All right. That other excellent topic will come up at some point. But next. Oh, we, got, we got three, two more days. Yes, we do. Let's hear it for series that start very slowly. I want nothing class. but positive affirmations right now. Although with Donovan, with Donovan Mitchell hurt and we can get into whatever, you know, he was going to play. He wasn't going to play. He was. He wasn't. He didn't. I bet the Jazz aren't that worried about the slow start in playoffs right now. Another positive sign. Game three is not until Saturday. Go win game two without him. Sit him another one. Posit- they need. They listen. 
Oh, we know they listen. And we got to give them positive signs right now. They're the best 0-1 team in the playoffs. That's That's a positive sign. Great. (laughs) All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5. Who's the second best 0-1 team in the playoffs? PK, we want your power. We want your power rankings when we come back. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 the zone.